Welcome in everybody to episode two of the All Band Captain's Log. I'm Charles and this is Garrett. And oh boy, do we have a special show for you today. I mean, quite honestly, every show we're going to put together is special, but this one is the specialist one yet. So stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. I'm looking at you, Rod. All right, let's get into it. I guess we're kicking things off with our special guests. Uh, you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about whatever you got going on? Uh, first things first, you all suck. You're terrible. I am great. I will win. Unless I don't win, then don't clip this. Sleep this part out. Um, but yeah, I am Muffins. Uh, that's my DJ name that I made up a long time ago. I'm not actually a DJ. Uh, and I'm just ready to talk some fantasy football because uh, I don't like... I don't like where the season is headed so far. You guys are rude. <laughs> hey, we're just looking at what we have in front of us. and uh, I'm just trying to be honest here. Yeah, my opinion was that it was pretty fair. Well, my opinion was that it was not fair, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Nuss, you're enough. the first guest on the show. Yeah, so, I mean, one of the things we wanted to have you talk about while you were here today is uh, why you think our draft grade was unfair and exactly how wrong we are. So... I mean, we can start with that. I think we had a list of a couple interview questions. Oh, yeah. We'll get yeah, to those in a minute. So why don't we just start with your draft and uh, tell me why we're wrong. Why are we wrong? All right. So I approach fantasy football, like the term states there, as a, a very fantastical happening of things. So a lot of times I look at, you know, stats and things, how, how players did uh, in previous years, the teams are on, whatnot. Other times... I just try to somehow predict how they're feeling, you know, how the players are really coming into this year. Maybe that kind of mindset that they have, that might really alter, you know, how they play. I really like taking chances based on that. Uh, something that I am, you know, I can no way really know for sure, but I just like to think I can. And then I make some drafts. Full disclosure, you know, uh, this might've been, the first or second time I've done an auction draft. So when I was picking my keepers, I did not know that's how it was going to end up. But yeah. not necessarily <laughs> mad. Like two, like the key the the keepers I have are not that they're, they're bad players, of course. However, uh, I certainly probably could have got uh, players, at least at a fantasy standpoint of. Uh, better value for their price, you know, with the same production. But, you know, I'm not super mad at the players themselves, no. So I'm more interested in your, um, and, and Garrett, you can you can hop in here too with a question if you got one, but I'm interested in your, you're looking beyond the numbers. You said you're, you're looking at players and trying to, trying to figure out how they feel. And looking at your roster, I definitely see that. Every single one of your players has something to prove, all of them. So I'm with it. I'm back on board. Uh, I think if, if you're looking for comeback players of the year, you have all of your players are good candidates. Even the Chicago defense, every last one of them is a good candidate for huge bounce backs and, you know, proven to the whole league and to their previous teams. Almost every single one of these guys is either a rookie or has something to prove to their team. So, yeah, I like that. Um, how long have you been doing that? Well, uh, for a while now. I mean, I probably started doing fantasy football like around 2010, First league I ever joined, I won. So that probably wasn't good for my ego. Um, <laughs> but I think I like, I think I started doing 
that because I think I tried to go the route of like looking at stats and shit and like that was awful for my standings in many leagues. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll do a little bit of a mix. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but for the most part, I haven't done terribly in many leagues. I maybe either do well or like mid middle of the ground there. And plus, it's just fun to to see if I'm right. It's fun to me. Yeah, I can definitely say it would be way more fun to win going with your gut, knowing that what you were feeling was actually how things played out. Of course. For those who don't know you, and I guess we, we haven't yet done any video anything, so they won't be able to see, uh, see what I'm looking at. But what's your favorite football team and why? It is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, there's a bit of... So it's a weird way that I came about this, but when I first started watching football, um, I really didn't know much about it. I just kind of know I liked it. Um, so what I pretty much did was go based on like the best team at the time. Um, like whatever team was doing pretty good, I would just get in there and be like, all right, I'm just going to root for this team. So it turned out that... Uh, I think it started with the the Patriots 3P, and then we'll get into uh, the reason why I also hate the Patriots. So one of so us, the Patriots 3P. <laughs> the Patriots 3P, you know, uh, that was one of the, that, their first year they won the Super Bowl was like the year I really started watching football. So I think the first team they played uh, might have been the Rams maybe. Uh, but I know it was the Rams, the Eagles, and the, and the Panthers. Uh, those teams, I, I forget which order, but it was one of those teams that first year, I was rooting for the team that was playing the Patriots. They lost by a field goal. Very upsetting. Second year, I was rooting for the other team playing the Patriots. They lost by a field goal, I'm pretty sure. Damn. Also very upsetting. And then the third year, which I'm pretty sure was the last year, it was actually the Eagles. Um, same situation. So to watch all of my quote-unquote favorite teams lose to the Patriots pretty much fueled my hate for the Patriots, which has just been compounded every year because, you know, they don't do anything great to make me like them. Um, that's how that started. And then I think my, my older brother is also an Eagles fan. So, you know, trying to be cool with my older bro. I think I just stuck with the Eagles and I've been a fan ever since. So I'd say like over over 15 years now so i feel like i've solidified myself as a true fan yeah that's have you uh, have you gone to any any games in in the stadium i've been to two games uh first game i think is when they played the the bucks and they got shit on that was like <laughs> that was maybe four or five <laughs> years ago it was really bad they got destroyed um and then the second game I went to, it was actually the, the Philly Steelers game. And that was a game where I did not think we would or could win. And we definitely did win. And it was fantastic. Because my dad's a Steelers fan. So I got to rub it in his face a little bit. And it's good to when you travel to a game to at home field to not lose. Uh, so it makes it worth it. But two games. I'm hoping to go to some more. But, you know. So. Maybe not this year. <laughs> Maybe not. Must have felt good he had payback a couple years ago then. 
on the Patreon. Uh, it was it was it was pretty glorious, actually. I was very quiet the whole game. Uh, I'm not really one to like jump up and cheer a lot, especially watching the game, because I just didn't want anything to go wrong. <laughs> so it was. Uh, I know I got happy after the game, but it was nice. It was <laughs> it was certainly a beautiful beautiful thing. And I'll tell you, even if that's the only win we get, I really hope it's not, but it's a good one. <laughs> it's definitely a good one. It's needed. The whole league thanks you for, for doing what nobody else could. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. That's actually why I have like a bit of a soft spot for Giants because they beat the Patriots twice. I think that's, that's it, true for most people. <laughs> Any, anyone of us. Of a soft spot. I, can't, I can't hate them. And I don't like them, but I don't hate them because they did what they need to do. And, but you know, you can only have so much hate, and you need as much as you can give for the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It goes Patriots and then Cowboys. The Redskins are just – or not the Redskins anymore, excuse me. The Washington football team are just a non-factor. And then it's just the Giants who are just kind of there sometimes. Other times, I don't know what's happening. They have Saquon, and he's a scary fellow. So, <laughs> you know, I keep my eye on him. Uh, so you said you do most most of your – drafting based on a gut feeling so is there any particular person on your team you feel is really gonna break out this year uh yeah i would say it doesn't necessarily have to be a player on your team but if maybe there's someone that went in the draft that you were hoping to get that someone else was able to snag uh not necessarily i mean there were some picks that i've made that were did by an accident but um Honestly, uh, on my team, I think the the player that I have that's maybe most poised to have a really good season, but I think it's like a high-risk, high-reward kind of thing, is probably Cam Newton. Um, I think him being uh, on a new team, a new system with a coach like Belichick, um, who I'm honestly curious to see what he does with Cam Newton because, you know, as far as long as I can remember, he's never had a quarterback like Cam Newton. Um and I know Cam has his issues with accuracy and different things. However, he is very much a threat. And when he's on, he's very dangerous. So I am wondering, you know, with him having a course like Belichick and really uh, drawing up some things that could work for him, uh, I'm wondering and I'm hoping and I'm thinking that he could do really well this season. Fantasy-wise, I think it's a safe bet because, I mean, we only – play fantasy 16 weeks and six of those weeks cam is playing the shittiest garbage teams in the nfl and you know yep. I mean, that's a recipe for success if you ask me uh, as opposed to someone like uh jimmy g who plays six of the toughest games divisional games that that exist uh so cam has some built-in security there like game one against miami sign me up absolutely yes <laughs> definitely and i mean like I'm like kind of looking at their schedule. I think, I think this year I can't remember, but I think the the strength of schedule for the Patriots was not that high this season. It never is. Like it's it always like thirty first yeah. in the NFL. Think it is. I don't know who how lost last year. That's who the Pats that. are playing this year. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I know the division is is weak, and that certainly adds to it. But they never. I don't know. They just coast all the time, and it's very upsetting. They also they, get to play the Broncos every year too. Yeah, so. they play the AFC West so often. <laughs> They're playing them again this year, so they get they get the Chiefs, um, Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos this year. So, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Um, I don't know how many of those three games they win, but I think I think they beat the Raiders, and it's a toss-up which of the other two games they'll win or lose. I think they lose both, honestly. But yeah, but Kansas City will probably be a shootout, which will be just good for fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. I like that you picked up Nikhil Harry to pair up with Cam Newton. I think I did. I think Nikhil Harry is a little underrated. They just don't. I he mean, is. you can't you can't give him big projections if you've never seen him do anything. And he's with a quarterback he's never been with. Who, as far as Belichick is concerned, we don't even know if he's the starter yet. Right. Or at least I mean, that's what Belichick those, would have us. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, you know, the Patriots always do things with purpose. Uh, so the fact that he was even drafted in the first place kind of like makes everybody raise their eyebrow and like as much as you hate the Patriots like you're always kind of watching what they do because you never know and somehow it always works and it's very upsetting so you know with a player like Nikhil Harry and even like you know he had injuries which really sucks always but at the end of the season last season he did pretty well uh in like three short games actually he he was really racking up a lot of targets racking up a lot of catches and performing well so I'm hoping that kind of carries over uh, into this season. I mean, hopefully he's starting. Uh, I'm pretty sure he probably will be, especially if you have, like, a lot of the defenses focusing on Edelman. You might open up his uh, chances downfield. And then also if you have defenses focus on Cam not running the ball, that'll open up some things for him as well. So I really think that, paid, that Patriots offense can click more – not more than Tom Brady, but there's just a different thing you have to worry about now, especially like when you have James White coming out the backfield. And if you're worried about Cam Newton running the ball, so many dump offs are going to happen. And he's just going to rack up yards after the catch. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, I think, I think there's just more things you have to worry about now and pay attention to if you're a defense facing that team. And obviously there's not a lot of great defenses facing that team. So I think the upside for fantasy points for, anybody on that offense is pretty good yeah i agree with all that it's pretty solid yeah i was held i've always held the belief that brady was a system quarterback anyways so i think plugging cam and should do just as well i think they keep a brady suit in the patriots locker room and they just (laughs) put somebody in it every year and it's just somebody different it's you know (laughs) every time man it could be anybody it could be belichick himself in there who knows have you ever seen them in the same room? I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So we talked about who you think is going to do well. Who do you right. think is going to be a bust this year? What fantasy player or real life football player? Um, they happen to be many of the same. Uh, which one? Who do you think is going to be just a total bust or, you know, maybe just not deliver on what the expectation is? That's a good question. I think... Uh, uh, I'm actually thinking that um, why am I blanking on his name? Cincinnati's QB. Oh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. I don't like. I don't think he will necessarily be a bust, but I think um, maybe people are rating him a little bit higher than I think he will perform. Um, I was like the thing with with Cincinnati. I feel like they have been kind of like an afterthought for so many years. And then you're, I'm always wary of like plugging in a rookie QB into a team that's not that good and then expecting that everything is going to go well. 
Um, so that's one big thing. And then secondly, Cincinnati is just not that good. Um, I'm wondering if AJ Green's going to play. Like, I don't know. I thought all of last year he was going to play, and it was very hurtful for drafting him, but whatever. Um, but, you know, if he doesn't play or if he's, if he's not, you know, 100%, that's a huge hit for a rookie quarterback to lose a, a target like that. I mean, having Joe, uh, having Mixon back there is is good. Um, I think he's a solid running back. Um, but they just they just re-signed him. He signed today a four-year, forty-eight million dollar deal. So his migraines are probably going to go away magically, mysteriously, okay. all of a sudden. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I mean, I don't think he. I don't think he'll be terrible uh per se but i don't think he's gonna i think he'll be uh i think he'll be below average like i think it's just too too soon for him to do anything special Ooh, excuse me um then i also think i also think kirk cousin is gonna have a bad year just cuz <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you on that one too. <laughs> I Kirk think Cousins going to not have a good year. Down the drain, no Stefan Diggs, no magic. It's done. No, I think he's kind of he's kind of screwed this year. And plus, he's too uh, he's too he's too wishy washy. Like there will be times where he performs great, and then other times, just like what what the hell are you doing? Like what was that? Especially with all the weapons he had. Like I feel like it's like a it's a it's like a Baker Mayfield situation. It's just like, I don't know how you can have all these people and not play well. It's, it blows my mind. Like, it's crazy. Um, so I also just think that he, he doesn't have it. He's just not consistent. And I don't think he's going to have a good year this year, especially after losing digs now. Um, it's not going to be great. That's all I got. Hmm. I was waiting for Garrett to say something, but uh, yeah, um, we had we had a couple other prep, uh, prepped questions, but I think we mostly touched on all that stuff so far. Um, so I guess, uh, oh yeah, anybody in the league you want to shout out or like declare as your uh, your rival? As your rival? <laughs> well, I guess it has to be Kate because she got the best <laughs> the best grade. So obviously, I'm coming after her. Uh, so anytime we play, I'm going to be talking a lot of smack and hoping that I win. <laughs> Let me find out what I week think, you play, uh, Caitlin, because I don't know. You play. I don't even know who I play first. Who's blouses? Oh, one in. One in. You That's play Caitlin in. on week three and week five. So I'm like, the thing, the thing about like, I mean, my draft uh, strategy is like nice to me and it feels good in my heart but like sometimes i look at the projected points and it just makes me feel sad it's <laughs> like i'm i'm like facing one and i'm supposed to lose by 30 that doesn't look good no it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> so our, our ideas for having who scary. we're gonna have on first was either the person with the biggest uh the biggest deficit so the largest upset or the person who had the lowest draft grade and they just so happened to both be you <laughs> Oh, I didn't know I was the all right, sweet. Uh, actually, that was before that was before uh, what's his name got cut, Leonard Fournette. So I think true. as of this moment, you are the second lowest spread. Oh no, I'm wrong. I'm you're still the, you're still the widest. I take it back. 
I'm curious. I am really curious who's going to pick Leonard Fournette up. It should be somebody, right? Well, I mean, I saw an article today saying that Patriots are are not looking to pick him up. I thought it would be the Patriots too, but I think they – I don't know. (laughs) I heard they were were looking at trading for Alvin Kamara. That was news from today. That would suck a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I hope that does not happen. I hope it doesn't so, happen, too. That would be the shittiest possible outcome. God, that would be awful. All right, well, here's to, here's to hoping that never happens because then I, you know, I'll just have to, like, the thing about the Patriots, I really hope, I never hope that they have a good team because then, like, all my hate, it just makes me seem like a quote-unquote hater because their team is good. And unfortunately, that's kind of been the case in, in recent years because they win a lot, which is very annoying. But still, I just kind of hope their team's like average and like maybe they just, something happens. And that, but if they have a good team, that's just annoying and scary. I want them to go eight and eight, and I want to just enjoy the quiet silence from all my friends that are Pats fans that will be shut up this year if they're just average. I'd be it's fine with eight team. and eight, nine and seven. That's fine with me. They won't, you yep. know, they won't go to the playoffs. As long as they're not in the playoffs, they can't do any crazy Belichick, you know, nonsense. I mean, they can still win their division even at seven and nine. No. Exactly. I mean, speaking from the Eagles' perspective, yes. <laughs> no. I hope not. I mean, the Bills went what twelve and four last year, something like that. They're good, you know. They. I think yeah. I think the Bills are going to have another good year. Maybe not as good as as last year, but they're going to be a team that. Or it's not just going to get rolled over by other teams anymore. I think they're really – they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, and that's always, like, kind of sucks to play against. So I think they'll be good. I think the Dolphins are not going to be good, but they won't be terrible. Like, I think they're going to be one of those teams where if you go into there thinking that you're just going to, like, destroy them, you might be surprised and you might lose that game. So, like, I honestly, I mean, I'm hoping the Dolphins just beat up on the Patriots twice. That'd be lovely. Uh, but also, Cam Newton throws for like 400 yards and like three touchdowns. Same time, that's fine. Shootouts, I always welcome them. <clears throat> and when you're playing Fitz Magic, uh, it's it's a total possibility. I mean, and a little sprinkle of Fitz Magic goes a long way. I love watching that guy. It's so funny. <laughs> I think it works out in Cam's favor no matter what he does, because if he throws it deep and puts up a lot of points, then Cam will have to throw. And if he throws a lot of interceptions, then Cam gets the ball a lot. So there's really like, and if they run, you have, uh, you have Jordan Howard on your roster. So, you know, that week is going to be, I mean, this game is going to be a good game for you. I think so. See, I I think, I, I even think Jordan Howard is also one of those players, like maybe not necessarily playing, uh, with something to prove, but you know, I think, he got a lot of a lot of doubts coming to the Eagles. I mean, mm-hmm. even with the the years that he had, were very good. Uh, he was a very productive running back, and then coming to the Eagles, everybody was saying that he, like, they were giving him no real um, no real looks. Not really saying he was very good, uh, despite the numbers that he's put up with the Bears. And you know, even when he was on the Eagles, he didn't really do anything noteworthy. So I'm thinking that he is kind of playing with a little bit of something to prove because nobody is really thinking that he's a good running back. Uh, Although, um, you know, before he went on the Eagles, he was very consistent and 
put up really solid numbers. I think he had a couple a thousand yard rushing seasons, and I think he was like third or something. He was like top in the league in rushing for a number of years. So, I mean, but the I mean the Dolphins line, I'm pretty sure is not great, but I think he can he can certainly do some damage. Jordan yeah, Howard's I, stats the last three years: uh, thirteen hundred. 1100, 935, and then last year he only had 120 carries for 500 yards. But mm. I mean, his yards per attempt is 4.4. Like, that's a good running exactly. back, you know? Yeah, I think he oh, just gets I... a bad rep for not having any like long break breakaway flashy plays, but he's always very consistent. And just given time, he puts up, you know, thousand yard seasons. Yep. I think that's probably our fault. I mean, I, I've been very upset with the Eagles play calling for a number of years, excuse me, a number of years now and some of the decisions they make. Um, and I think it was just a product of like having like the running back by committee is, is okay. But I think that we just had too many hands in the pot. So there was not really much opportunity for him to just mm -hmm. be able to consistently get the ball and like show what he can do, especially what he, that's what he got on the bears. Um, so, like, there were times where, like, there were games where he got the ball and it was great. And then we were like, yes, keep doing that. And then they just didn't. So, <laughs> who knows? But I think uh, being in, in Miami, I think he's certainly just going to be able to thrive there a little bit more. I think he could probably get up to, you know, barring any injuries or anything, I think he can maybe get up to, you know, maybe low 900s over a thousand yard season again. Yeah, I'm not it's just possible. Because he's on my team, <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely there. Like the guy has the talent; he just needs you know 250 carries to to do it. So mm -hmm. if he gets that kind of volume, I think you're absolutely right. And maybe he scores a couple touchdowns and and catches some teams by surprise. Um, yeah, I see it. I just <clears throat> yeah, no, I see it. I think um, Miami's got a much improved defense as well, so that should keep games closer, so that they can run more. So the last thing I think we can do, because um, I know you had some, um, you had a, like a time limit. So um, a little bit. this episode is our predictions episode for week one. And we were going to go through matchup by matchup and pick who's going to win. So we can do yours live with you here and you can shit talk us live while Garrett and I talk through why we think you're probably going to lose. Cause I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what we've got. Um, so I guess we can start. I think uh, Great. Tom Brady. So we're doing fantasy matchups. Or are we going like actual NFL matchups? Well, I mean, real life matchups. I think you beat Onion in a fist fight like nine times out of ten. Sorry, Onion, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take. He's got that those bet. weak things. Yeah, I just punch him right in the no. knees. I'll never see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we're talking fantasy matchups. So for all the That's reasons it. we just talked about, I was kind of I was kind of down on Cam Newton. Uh, but for all the reasons we just talked about, I actually think this game is going to be big. But at the same time, I think the Tampa Bay-New Orleans game is going to start off as a shootout. Um, so I think Tom yeah. Brady edges out Cam Newton here. I think wide receiver-wise, uh, and then I'll pass over to Garrett. I think, yeah, uh, same thing. I think Garrett and I had the uh, Kansas City-Houston game also being a shootout. So I mm -hmm. think Hill's going to get at least one. Uh, and we didn't necessarily have Hopkins being super involved in his first game, especially against probably the number one defense in the league. So I think he's got you, I think he's got you at quarterback and at wide receiver. 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I would say the the big. Yes, I mean Tyreek Hill is is Tyreek Hill. I mean he's put up numbers all the time ever, and he's super fast, and they love throwing in the ball. So that's a big issue for me, certainly. So you know, I certainly think his projected score is going to be that or probably far above, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, Tom Brady uh, sucks because he's so old, but his team is so stacked <laughs> and it's so frustrating. So I can't even like bank on him doing bad this year because he has too many weapons around him. Um, so I'm just here hoping that all of his touchdown passes go to Gronk. That's totally thing. possible. That's a that's a thing, <laughs> and I think it is. Yeah, I think it is possible. I mean, Gronk has had his injuries injury concerns, but he's been out what mm-hmm. two years? One year? Yeah. Two years? Two. So, I don't have much reason to believe that he wouldn't be able to produce, um, because it's not like he's a very old person. Watch them watch them just troll the NFL and have Gronk come in in red zones only and then just stand in the end zone and just post up the linebacker. <laughs> yeah. Just sky people, you know. Posterize people. But it would in the end zone. work. It would really work. Yeah, and Yep. I hate talking about it. So let's <laughs> Yeah, it work. <laughs> um, you know, kinda of going on the list again. I know with Metcalf, I mean, I think uh, the second half of the year, he was certainly starting to see some more volume in passes. Um, and I think that volume can continue. And for some reason, like all games against Atlanta somehow just end up being shootouts, especially when birds play birds. Um, well, that's not true. When we play Atlanta, it's always very low scoring. But uh, I think that he can put up some points, but it's not going to be anything spectacular. Um, so unfortunately, like I'm going on the list here. I'm probably not going to lose this week. Um, but the thing with Jarvis Landry, I had him, I mean, I had him last year drafted, um, thinking that, you know, logically a lot of defense would be paying attention to Odell Beckham. And it's not like Landry is a scrub. He's a very good wide receiver. So if you're taking the best corner and putting him on Odell, then obviously Landry can just feast on whoever the second string corner is, but then that just didn't really happen. Um, so with Jarvis, I don't, you never really know what you're going to get from Jarvis Landry. You can yeah, he have might like be... a fantastic game or just like a meh or like not at all. Like he might get two catches. Yeah, I was going to say two for 20 you know, is, is his, you know, that's his, that's a half of his weeks or, you know, four of his weeks every year is one or two right. for like, you know, 20, 30 yards. Um, so like, I can count on if I can count on him getting a very low scoring game. I certainly think that would be great, uh, but it's certainly possible. Uh, Ingram and and Henry. I'm like, yeah, I am going through every list. I don't know running backs. He probably has me. He has me on volume and and skill there. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is good, but the Jets are bad, so that sucks. Uh, and Ingram, got a pretty good defense. Yeah, that too. Gordon. I mean. They're sharing that backfield with Lindsay. I don't know how much volume we'll actually get. So mm-hmm. I mean, nobody does. I mean, it's it's just so hard because they're both good, and I think right. Gordon has been a little bit hurt in camp. So Lindsay's gotten most of the carries, and he's been looking good. So who's got chemistry with a young new offense? Like every, almost everybody on that offense is 
like 25 and under mm-hmm. 24 right. even like most of the, well, maybe not the line, but all the skill position players are young. And if you're a new guy on the team and you miss much practice, you know, maybe you don't get a ton of volume, at least not in the first game. Like I think Gordon will be heavily involved. I think they're paying him a ton of money. So yeah, it's, but at the same time, like Lindsay's a great back. We'd be fine without Melvin Gordon. So yeah, so who knows? And I think the bench, like, even if I make some switches here and there, I don't know if, if I can uh, account for enough points between, I think his big four would be Brady Hill, Henry, and maybe Dalvin. And I don't think that, um, you know, his big four would probably put up some big numbers. And I don't think that the players that I have, I don't have, I don't think enough of them will put up big numbers for me to really overtake this win. So I have to really hope for some some miracles. Yeah, I think but we I'll also had the um, Will Fuller scoring a bunch in a shootout with Kansas City. And then I think we were thinking that Dallas and um, the Rams is going to be a high-scoring game too, which especially with no more early in L.A., then Goff might be throwing more touchdowns. So I feel like Wanyan's just got a lot of, like, really high-scoring matchups this week, which is just going to benefit his players. Yeah. Yeah, I can see – I mean, Derrick Henry, I don't know. We, we don't have to go, like, every single player, but I, I think you're right. The The story of the week for Wanyan is it's week one. There's no fans, so the defense isn't going to get, you know, that 12-man help. Um, it's going to be a scrimmage. It's going to it's gonna feel like a scrimmage for all the players mm-hmm. out there. So I think offenses are going to – I think offenses are going to thrive this year with no fans or with fewer fans. I think it's just going to be a lot easier to stay in communication and execute on what they're good at. And defenses will have a really rough time. So these high octane offenses that it seems like one has like gotten a little bit of all of them. Uh, I think, you know, I think they show up week one. Yeah. So I might have just to save face and travel to Albany and punch one in a couple of times <laughs> so I can feel better about myself. Sorry. One in. No hard feelings, my friend, but, you know, my pride is on the line here. I'm not trying to lose by 50 on the first week. Are you willing to make any bets, like, about the game? About your matchup with Wanyan? I'd bet. Like, I think I'm going to lose, but I bet Wanyan only beats me by 15 points. I don't okay. Make him sweat. So you're gonna say he definitely does not cover the spread. So that's hot take by Jay Muffins. <laughs> All right, let you get on with the rest of your evening. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on, and um, thanks for joining us. Uh, it was great to have you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. You know, I appreciate appreciate you guys having me. Um, you know, maybe. See you later in, in the year, and I will hopefully not have to backtrack everything I said today. <clears throat> Let's start with Tom and John. So, Mixon administration versus Hooks on a Thielen. I'm looking at this game, and I see three players on Tom's roster that I really do not think, actually, four. I, I don't think they're going to meet their expectations. So, I'm going to pick John in this matchup because I think Carson Wentz isn't going to get 20, 19 points. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is probably not going to get 19 points. I think Miles Sanders 
I mean, he may he may have a shot at getting 19, but I think that's his absolute like cap unless he scores two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And then Deshaun Watson, yeah, he's got a shot at hitting 21. I mean, I know we're, we're kind of thinking that's a big game, but um, that's quite a lot of points for a quarterback to get. So, you know, maybe he gets a little bit of extra rushing yards or a touchdown or something like that. But I think, you know, these are the absolute maximum that each of these players is going to score. And you know, maybe I'll be wrong and we'll clip this and everyone will laugh about it the whole season. But um, yeah, I think, I think that the four guys on his roster with the highest point projections are not going to live up to their, um, to their value. Whereas the guys that are ranked high on John's team, I think are actually going to do that, like exactly what they're projected for or more, mm-hmm. including his defense. Like I think his defense, they're going to beat the jets up that they're going to make Adam Gase think about starting Frank Gore a hundred percent. Shoot. He might even do it in this game. The second half. <laughs> watch, watch Lev Bell be the next player to retire at halftime. <laughs> he retires and then comes back later in the season and forces the jets to trade him for a fourth. If they can get anything for Lev Bell, good for them because the Jags could not get anything for Leonard Fournette and Lev Bell is worse. Do you agree on the, on the, uh... yeah, I would agree with your prediction. I think, most of Tom's guys are being projected at their max for the week, whereas I think John's guys are pretty – I can see them all hitting hitting their projections. Cool. On to the next one. We've got SAT Prep Course and Three Mini Cooks, which – is Caitlin going to change her name? Yeah, she's uh, slowly working on it. Okay. She's got a, 10 more days. So, well, I mean, she could change it at any time, but <laughs> at least 10 more days. Shoot. This one's really close. I I honestly don't know. I I think maybe James Conner and Chris or yeah, James Conner and Chris Carson are a little pumped up. But yeah. who knows if Kamara is going to play? He'll probably play like I he's got to do it. Like he's got to show up. But the yeah. Tampa Bay run defense is good and you know maybe he doesn't get 10 catches. So I I, I don't know. I struggle with this one. Mara might be a little high, but I I think he's going to get a bunch of catches because their run defense is really good for Tampa. And so they're going to have to rely on quick passes to the running backs in space to get some yardage, some easier yardage than throwing it deeper. I feel like Murray might not get up to 18 against San Francisco, whereas Evans might beat 15 in that game. Yeah, I was going to say there's, I mean, 15 would be a pretty pedestrian game in what we think is going to be a shootout. Yeah. That would be what? seven for 80 yards something like that which the volume makes sense but it would have to be seven catches without a touchdown or like right because i don't see him going five for a hundred his the majority of his receptions this year i think are going to be on deeper balls so i could see fewer receptions and more yards though but yeah i don't see him only getting five catches in this one game yeah so with the projections as close as they are i think caitlin's got a couple more players that are likely to beat their projection than Tim. Oh, see, I was going to go the other way. I mean, I know I think we gave Caitlin the win when we talked about this previously, but I think Caitlin's getting like Kansas city, 21 and a half points from the defense against Houston. Uh, not a chance. Like I really don't think so. Yeah. That's like a lot of picks and sacks against Watson. Yeah. And Eckler too, like Eckler could have 14 carries and eight targets, but I, I mean, He's gonna have to score. He's gonna have to score to hit nineteen. Yeah. Which, well, maybe he does. I mean, they're I playing know. Cincinnati, so I yeah, he he probably does. I'm I'm leaning uh, Tim on this one. So maybe we can make this. Maybe we can make this our uh, 
It's okay if we disagree. Yeah. Who do you want to do next? Because we've it's just us two. Our matchups. Um, we get well. We got. Oh yeah. All right. Let's just jump into yours. That's the next. Cool. Come on. Mine has recently gotten more interesting because they updated scoring projections for a bunch of players. Oh, you're right. It is much closer now. So, like, as of for, for <clears throat> those of you listening at home, as of you know, middle of the week last week, Rod was projected to beat me by twelve or thirteen points. Mm-hmm. Um, I I changed my lineup a little bit. I swapped out Devontae Parker for David Johnson, but that's point eight points. Um, and now, I mean, I'm only projected to lose to him by two points. And when we talked about this offline, we still picked me to win even though I was down 12 in the projections and now it seems like Yahoo's more or less agreeing with us. So I'm going to stand by, I mean, I got to rep my guys. I got to support my team. I'm going to pick myself to win here. And I think it's just because all my players are going to get volume. Yeah. Um, even the guys on the bench. Like, so I, I think my guys were just a little undervalued before, before. they updated them. Mm-hmm. And now they're exactly where I think they're going to go. Like I, yeah. I don't think any of those projections are outrageously high. Maybe the Devontae Adams one is a little high, but I also think he's going to come out hot and he's going to have to against Minnesota. So I also don't see him getting fewer than like seven or eight catches. So that probably means a hundred yards. Yeah. I think Rogers has got something to prove this year with them drafting his replacement in the first round. He's the new. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Right. Who else is there? Like Alan Lazard. I mean, good enough, but. Just hopefully good enough to keep one cornerback out or uh, yeah. you know, one safety off of Devontae <laughs> Adams. Yeah. And then on Rod's team, I think, I don't know why he's starting JK Dobbins game one. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I hesitate to like comment on this because maybe he changes his lineup before it, but well, he doesn't really have an option. It's between Dobbins and Mac. Anyway. I mean, me personally, I would go Mac this week just because they're playing Jacksonville. And so, well, I guess maybe they try and get the rookie in for more reps if the game's a blowout. Yeah. But they've got like four running backs to feed in the backfields. Yeah, that's true. Tight end expectations for Kelsey and Kittle make sense. Like Kittle's going against the, t- the team that had the worst defense against tight ends, mm-hmm. and he's their only receiver. Yep. And Kelsey, we think, is going to be in a high-scoring game, and he always yep. pulls down a touchdown when the Chiefs are scoring. So, like, those are reasonable expectations, but they're pretty high. Like, if he had, if I had to guess players that were most likely to not meet expectations on his team, it would be Kittle and Kelsey. I'd probably also say San Francisco defense. I think Arizona is going to put up points. Yeah, I actually think they'll be better than than this than they expect. Like Kyler yeah. might throw a pick, but I don't see him throwing like three or four. Right, I agree. So I think I win this one. I think it's a little bit closer than I'm comfortable with, and I've recently found out that I get Rod next week too. So maybe <laughs> maybe the following week will be a little different. Maybe we go one and one. But uh, I think I take the first game. I think I start one and zero, and I think um, sadly, Rod, you were going to start winless. So. See you on the other side, buddy. Uh, on to Garrett. And this one, I think Caleb will put someone else in her lineup. I really hope she does. Yeah. But I mean, I think James White will be a pretty safe play over Fournette. <laughs> but she's got to play two players. Like she's going to have to play. I mean, I would, I would just assume that she puts Edelman in for David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the but way, Kayla, check, should be pretty good. Check your DMs, Kayla. I got <laughs> running backs to spare. Uh, and you were, were missing several. Anyway, yeah, I, I actually don't know. Why are you starting both Cleveland running backs? What else am I going to start? I'm waiting for Kamara to be ruled out for week one so I can put Murray in. Or for Dalvin Cook to not make a deal? Yeah, you've got Yeah. Hmm. My depth is dependent upon people holding out. 
Yeah, or carry on getting hurt or not being good. I picked carry on back up, by the way. I did it today. Because you believe in him. I do believe in carry on. I do. I didn't mean to draft him, but I do believe in him. He's a good player. He's anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, I think, he's just I think, always hurt. And well, he's only played in two seasons, so that's two injuries. Like, you know, give the guy a break. <laughs> Dalvin Cook's been hurt forever. Uh, come on, Dalvin Cook's been hurt every season. <laughs> and people draft him for, you know, they draft him in the top five. So, yeah, I don't know. And, and I think, yes, it'll turn over to DeAndre Swift at some point. But until then, I will happily wait for carry on to score three touchdowns ever total in his career. Anyway, back to your matchup. Hey, you know, you don't have very many running backs either. Maybe you trade me one of yours. Uh, we were shitty hey. players for one of my great running backs because like carry on Johnson, he's the starter in a 500 yard offense. So 500 r- r- yard rushing. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I meant. Yep. <laughs> I can't think of a team that has had a worse history of rushing yeah. attack for the last, like last decade. Yeah. Shoot, even the Dolphins had uh, Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Ricky Williams has a good story about him. They traded every single one of their picks in the draft to trade up to get Ricky Williams. Yeah. Pretty sure that's that's how that went down. Can you imagine? (laughs) What if you're on on the Dolphins that year and you're like, we could really use some help at any position. Oh, we we got one one player in the draft? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. It's kind of weird, though, that teams will trade a ton of picks to either you know trade up to get a running back or the Saints want a first round pick for Kamara, but they no NFL teams want to pay the running back. Yeah, I mean, if a team gives away a first round pick <clears throat> and then has to get the guy a new big contract, yeah, it better be the best guy with no concerns and yeah, no injury concerns. To be fair, like Kamara is a great great player. He has sprained his ankle once or twice. You know, it's not like his knees or hips or, you know, it could be worse injury. I think he had a sprained MCL or meniscus last year. As someone with zero meniscuses left. (laughs) Menis guy. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not as shifty as Camara. Never mind. End of sentence. I'm not as shifty as Camara. The truest statement there ever was. (laughs) All right. So yeah, we're going to go with me on the projection for this week. Yeah. To wrap up this segment <laughs> yep uh, i mean unless unless kayla makes a trade i don't think she wins or fournette signs like if fournette signs with a different team i think maybe she's got a shot i just like where would he go that would make him big enough impact to win the matchup probably nowhere and maybe she swaps in edelman or white into her lineup or both and new england blows out miami and she gets lucky but i still don't think she wins even if that happens I mean, we, I guess we can't rule out Lamar Jackson putting up 40 points. And, That's true. That's very true. Kenyon Drake blowing up. And, like, she has a lot of players that even her, who, her yeah. high floor players have high ceiling also. Anyway, yeah, I, 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 it sucks for Kayla, but there's a reason I gave her an F in the draft. So, loss. 14 losses. She goes 0-14. Let's tell you right now. <clears throat> My prediction is every week harsh. Kayla loses. Seems a little harsh. I mean, she can prove me wrong. Maybe she can come on the uh, podcast next. We can duke it out. So the one I wanted to start off with, the big season projection, or the uh, prediction that I wanted to start off with, because we talked about this a little bit last week, uh, person with the most number of roster moves, and I am not going to project Garrett. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that it is Muffins. Um, some of the reasons that he explained in his interview 
kind of contradict what I'm going for here, but he's already made more roster moves than you. So I'm just going with who's the leading candidate right now. He's got five and you've got four and so do I. So he's winning. I'll take what I can get. I pick muffins for most roster moves this year. Uh, it also helps that he's got a little bit extra fab dollars and he seems like he's going to be active in free agency as maybe his team needs to be revised because, you know, like these guys have something to prove. Maybe they just don't prove it. So he would need to go find a replacement or trade for something. So I think he makes a lot of moves and I think uh, opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of his, well, what I'm saying is many of his players could fall flat. So he may need to replace many of them through free agency or through trading. So I think, I think he might edge you out. That being said, you would be the person I pick for second. So (laughs) I think it might come down to how long Muffins wants to stick with his players and give them a chance to prove themselves versus trying to upgrade slightly out of position to get another win. Maybe we'll see. I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think if he sticks on his players for a long time, he might not make moves. And then my next best bet would go to, I want to say Tim. And the only justification I have for that is he's got a lot of roster money, but I don't think Tim will make the most roster moves. I think he'll make the most impactful. I think he will spend a ton of money on a dud. And I think he'll spend a ton of money on a, rock star yeah i think he will get you know one really good player and then he's gonna way overspend on somebody else yeah i can see that predictions i just threw in one and that was that you would make the most roster moves um i had muffins would make the most oh sorry (laughs) muffins would make the most (laughs) roster moves yeah i've already forgotten my prediction i have two others um i have a well two easy ones i have winner and loser um which I've counted as one, who's going to win the league and who's going to lose. Um, and actually, no, it's not Kayla in last place. Um, and uh, what did I write down? I got to find it now. I did this admittedly rather drunk, so we'll see what it is. That's the best time to make predictions. Yeah. Um, oh, who is going to take the biggest loss? Who is going to lose by the biggest margin? Um and for me, that was uh, that was Kayla for sure. And I think it's going to happen week one. I hope so. I think she's going to lose by like seventy points. That might mean I have a high score. No, I think she scores eighty, and you score your projected value. <laughs> <laughs> so, as of right now, I actually think well, this should come as no surprise to anyone. The person who got the highest draft grade is my pick to win the league. It's not no, not you, Garrett. Oh. Caitlin. I think Caitlin's going to win. Um, I think her team has the best shot to start as solid as possible and then stay solid throughout the entire season. Every single one of these players is, you know, barring some kind of injury, a solid bet. Like, you know, Honestly, I think I think she will probably win because she has the depth to withstand one or two injuries or COVID-related suspensions right yep so i I agree i think caitlin at this point looks like the leading candidate strongest team best draft best keepers um i was looking at strength of schedule too a little bit and she has a pretty favorable one i think she plays uh muffins twice and she plays uh kayla twice so those are does Yahoo show you that strength mm-hmm. of schedule? Oh, it doesn't show strength of schedule, but it shows schedule. Oh, just who they're playing, and then you did yeah. it yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I had just predicted the winner. I guess I'm also going to predict my 10th place. And this is also a little surprising. I think my 10th place is going to be Tim. Um, not because I think he's going to finish 10th in the standings, but I think his team sucks in the playoffs. Uh, with the exception of Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, by week 16, 17, if the Panthers aren't in the playoffs, maybe they don't give him 400 touches a game uh, and ride out their, what, $45 million running back in mm-hmm. games that don't matter. Like, they'll they'll keep him involved because if that's their offense they're trying to win, they're going to do it. But I think there's a high likelihood they don't make the playoffs given the teams in their division. Yep. And I think they... I think Tim's team heavily depends on Christian McCaffrey to score points. I think the Chargers might be in a similar situation. And um, Cleveland, maybe too. So, you know, who knows? Maybe Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham, and Christian McCaffrey all fall off in the end of the season. And maybe A.J. Green's kind of like, – I, I just I just don't think his team is going to be the kind of team that gets stronger towards the end of the season. And I think they're going to fall off heavily in like 15, 16, 17. So – I think he finishes in the bottom six in the standings, goes into the championship bracket, and has a heartbreaking loss to Rod in the championship finals. Putting Rod in there too. I I gotta throw him down there just because similar thing like some of his play, but the other way around like Kittle and Kelsey. If they're if those teams, those were the two Super Bowl teams last year. So. And they're the you know the number one target. Hill gives Kelsey, but Kelsey's the number one target there. Hill is their deep stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's not a heavy volume kind of guy. Like he gets volume, but he doesn't get sixteen targets. So, I think they may want to save some mileage. But I also think Rod's going to have a tougher time throughout the season with weak running backs. So I think he'll probably also end up in the bottom six somehow. Um, although, although we've given him kudos to his draft, I think, um, there are some things he can do to shore up his team. Let me put it that way. Uh, if he makes good roster moves, maybe he doesn't end up in the bottom six. Um, but I think he will end up in the bottom four at least and end up in the championship bracket and lose to Tim. That's my prediction. I think Brad can pull off one, one good trade with a tight end for a running back then. I could see him making the playoffs. That's true too. I think he just needs one more running back and he will be solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so speaking Ron, of which, Ron, yeah, Ronald, I've got a... Uh, Ronald Jones is on the trade block. <laughs> Ronald Jones is still out there. Um, maybe I'll put David Johnson on there today. He might actually... Let me, let's check the trading block. Ooh, in a new segment, uh, we'll call it trading block. Hey, fuck yeah, let's go, Rod. Rod put players on the trading block. They are. Oh, do you want to guess? Don't look. Don't look. Do you want to guess who's uh, playing, which, which three players? He has three. I'll give you that information. He, he put three players on the training block. I'll say Mark Andrews. Hmm. I'll go one of his receivers. Who are his receivers right now? Are you looking at his team? I'm looking at the – well, I can. Hang on. Let me. Yeah, let me just look at his team. His team. Uh, so, yeah. So you're saying he put one of AJ? I'll say I'll say Mark Andrews, uh, Singletary, and AJ Brown. Okay. Well, you got one out of three. He has Mark Andrews, George Kittle, and Darren Waller all on the trading block. Wow. Okay. So, you know, 
kind of selling his soul to the devil a little bit, but also taking your advice and trying to make a move with one of his tight ends. So I fully support it. Like if he can, honestly, just looking at the trading block, it looks like his best trading partner is you because you're looking for a wide receiver. Um, and you could take, you know, you could go after Kittle and it's not like you have an excess of running backs either. <laughs> I think but, that's my issue is I don't really have a ton of running backs to trade. Well, you know, somebody out there does have some running backs to trade. So maybe you do a <laughs> trade with that guy first. And, Three-way uh, trade is what mm-hmm. you're suggesting. That's what I'm suggesting. <laughs> we'll okay, well, under advisement. shout out to Rod for using the trading block. <clears throat> if it were me, if I were the commissioner, I would give him one extra fab dollar for being the first player, not the two of us, to use the trading block, if it were me. It seems unfair. It's, it's cheating. I know it is. But he's, he's earned his one extra dollar. And if he does something with it and he wins the league, then I will personally refund every person. I'm not, nope, don't quote me on that. Heard it here first. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Should just stop talking. Life is harder when you're recording everything you say because you find how many stupid things you say. (laughs) Sometimes there's just so many. It's just all the time. Yeah, I live a hard life, Garrett. Okay, so those are my predictions. Um, did you have? Did you want to give your own for those two things, or I guess three? So, transactions, uh, winner and loser, and uh, biggest deficit loss. Um, I think I agree with you on Caitlin, just because her team I think is the deepest, and I think this season especially depth might be more important than the high end players for most roster moves. I'm going to go with you, actually. I think a couple of your players don't start as hot as you want them to. And especially if you start out 0-2 to Rod, then you might be looking to make some moves, whether it's trading people or trying to pick up who's doing well the first two weeks. If I go 0-2 versus Rod, you better believe I will make some roster moves. (laughs) Not that, I mean, again, not that Rod is low in our power rankings or anything. No, no, no. Even though I just projected him to finish in ninth out of 10, but I'm sorry. Rod, I actually think you're going to finish sixth, but I think you're going to do poorly in the playoff weeks, Um, but barely beat Tim. So that's my full end of season. Anyway, yeah, I, I mean, I have a lot of guys that I'm willing to trade more willing this year than I ever have been before. (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, I never would have traded Todd Gurley last season. I thought I would never trade James Conner and then I did. And now I still have carry on Johnson. You may be right. And I'm only one behind muffins and I'm still tied with you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think the other reason that I have a high likelihood of making a lot of roster moves is I have one quarterback that I really, should just, trust. I should just not say anything. You know what? I, I, I hope I don't have to be, going for quarter two quarterbacks every week on the waiver wire although that would give me the highest transactions easy peasy easy peasy um and then what was the last one last prediction who lost who's gonna finish last Mm -hmm. um i'm just gonna i'm gonna go with muffins i like i know he went with his gut when he was drafting like we talked about but i think there's a couple maybe half of his team right now that might just be out of a job or not the main play, not the starter on their team towards the end of the year. Could see it with Ingram. If Dobbins really comes along, you never know with Gase if he just wants to go with Gore over Bell. Gordon might get injured at the end of the year. 
Gronk might be too out of shape, out of not in Florida shape by the end of the year. <laughs> I mean, Gronk could have weeks where he goes one catch, seven yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Which would be a good week in real football, but a bad week in fantasy football. Especially with him being in the super flex spot for Muffins right now, going up against another quarterback. Yeah. he. I didn't want to say anything because I don't want to tell him how to do his lineup, but he's going to listen anyway. <clears throat> he should be starting a um, you know, second quarterback in that super flex. Because like, unless, unless Gronk scores two touchdowns, I don't think he outplays Gardner Minshew. Right. I don't think, yeah. Even with Trubisky, as bad as he was last year, he's putting up, you know, 12, 15 points consistently. Which, yeah, unless Gronk's scoring two touchdowns a week, it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah. Because I, I do think, I'm pretty sure Arians has come out and said that he's going to be more of a red zone threat. So yeah. the number of catches in the yards just isn't going to be there for him. Okay. Cool. That's good. Do you have any predictions of your own? Anything that you wanted to bring to the table? Because I kind of threw these at you and you weren't prepared for them. So it's No. Um, I was trying to think of something, but... but... This could be one. Who has the highest scoring player on the bench? I think that one goes to Wanyan. I think one week he's going to start the wrong player between Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller, and he yep. ends up with some dude with 35 points on his bench, and the other guy will have seven. Uh, that's my guess. I think it's Wanyan. I will go with Rod as the person with the highest bench one week. I think one week Marquise Brown just goes off for four touchdowns like he did last year. And you think Rod would have sat him for like one of his tight ends? Well, he's on his bench currently for week one. So. That's true. And I'm happy for that. Yeah, that's a good guess. That's a, that's a good one. Okay. So we've got Rod. If you want, and, a, uh, good, if you want a good tell for who's going to go off, just um, see who's like a boom and bust player, but who's playing me that week. That person is definitely going to go off. <laughs> so if you're playing in other leagues with these players, with these same NFL players, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> first successful trade oh this is a good one i'm gonna predict the first successful trade um as much as i would love to predict a successful trade between me and my greatest enemy kayla i just don't think she's gonna to want to trade with me so i think the first trade happens between our two eagles fans tom and muffins are you gonna predict the trade or are you just gonna go with it who's involved i just think the two of them make a deal happen i don't know what it's gonna be um i'm gonna be mad about it no matter what yeah that's my guess um i i think tom will be involved because he's got the most potential starters on his bench currently at least by the end of the year so so you're saying you have a trade with tom in the books that's what i'm hearing um, I have no comment on that. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm adjusting mine. I think Garrett and Tom get a deal done. It's for Cam Akers or Jordan Taylor. Probably Jordan Taylor. Um, oh, shoot. Okay, good. This is good. Now I get more information. Um, Tom, stop making trade. Don't make – what's rule number one, Garrett? Don't trade with Tom. Yeah, no comment on this matter. All right. I'm watching you. Kayla, we got to beat them to the punch. Let's let's make a deal happen. I'll give you David Johnson, maybe Ronald Jones on top of that. I just want Amari Cooper. I know you kept him, but 
I, Garrett was super right that I was mad that you kept him. <laughs> uh, cool. What do you think the most um, amount of fab dollars will be in one trade? Oh, that's a good one. 45. For involved? Okay. Yes. Is that combined or from one player to another? It would make no sense for both parties to yeah, okay. put up fab dollars, right? <laughs> Touche. Although if we did that, I mean, I would say 200 because I'll <laughs> trade you 100 for 100 right now. <laughs> no, I think, I think 45 because... I actually think our league is going to be pretty reluctant to wanting to trade with using fab dollars because we're not, there's enough stuff out on the waivers and I don't think all 10 of us are like super hyperactive. There's five or six of us that are going to be making the mm-hmm. day of fab bids. Like, yeah, we'll probably spend 70 or $80 at the season. Like mm-hmm. Tim better be doing that. Cause he's got 40 extra dollars to spend, but I don't see anybody willing to trade a startable player for anything less than they would be able to buy somebody off the waiver wire. So it would have to be like the only person I could actually see accepting a trade for fab dollars as of right now, you know, myself in their shoes is also Tom for the same reason that you said, he's got a lot of, maybe you're traded with Tom is 60 fab dollars for Jordan Taylor. Who knows? Again, no comment from Garrett on this matter. I'm watching you. It'd definitely be a good way to pick up a starter from someone else's bench. Yeah. If you don't like who's on the waiver wire. I think it's a good tool to have. I think our it'll just take our league a, a little while to get used to it. Really going to have to sweeten the pot with a big fab dump if you want somebody to involve that in a trade. You mean like have more fab to use throughout the year? I just think like if it were me and someone was offering me a trade and it was, you know, and I'm kind of on the edge about it and someone dropped in an extra 20 fab dollars i would not care it would have to be like 30 40 maybe 50 fab dollars for me to really go okay now you're really sweetening the deal you're getting me one other player that i would want to go fight for because anything less than that i mean i'm probably gonna have that much anyway right so yeah maybe 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 like 40 50 the highest fab I, i said 45 so i'll stick with that i don't know what do you think do you think more or less um, no, I think about like 40, 45 for one transaction makes sense. I think it'll, I think it might occur later in the year when there's fewer weeks to use the fab on someone. So you want to go all in to get one, one player. Yeah. I actually think it's going to happen a week that a big running back gets hurt. Like if you end up dropping Madison and cook goes down and he's out there, you might trade a player to go get a lot more fab dollars. So you can go buy Madison off yeah, the waivers. That's a great way to use it. So just to make sure that you have more fab than everyone else. Yeah. Maybe Tim just never spends a dollar of his fab and threatens everybody with the, having 140 fab dollars and no intention of spending them. Who knows? So we can talk about major injuries. Were there any this week? Yeah. Nobody that's out. Um, I mean, I guess Wentz is hurt right now. Sanders isn't back yet, and week one is next week. Well, the big news is Leonard Fournette got cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) He's not injured. He's just bad, I guess. So that's news. 
And that's, yeah, that's big news. In similar news, Joe Mixon had had about a week worth of migraines. Um, he was, you know, he was, he probably actually had migraines. Like I think a lot of people are speculating that he was just holding out and waiting for this big $12 million a year contract. And coincidentally, he'll probably be back at work next week or this week, I guess. He'd been either injured or holding out. And uh, Kamara seems like he's had a couple unexplained absences. So, and now, you know, the Saints are talking about trading him. He's out there. Any other big players that are just not playing right now? Um, is Cook back? Has he, has he been practicing? I don't know. Good question. Let's find out. Bell might be out of a job soon, but not because of an injury. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah, Bell is, according to reports, losing 60% of carries to Frank Gore or 40% of carries to Frank Gore. There's no, there's no possible way that that's in the best interest of the team. No, definitely not. It's Adam Gay's problem. He's terrible. Plus, Frank Orr is close to, uh, like, second all-time rushing yards. Maybe Gase is just trying to help him out and get him up on top of the record books. There's a team that you go to when you want to get in the record books, and it's Washington. Uh, Frank Orr should not be competing with Love Bell for carries in any sort of reality, but the one we live in. The Eagles are all injured. Yeah, bunch of receiver, like pulled hamstrings or I. What is Rager has something too, his wrist or shoulder or something. Something. And then Sanders is out, and I think Wentz has missed a couple practices. Yeah, we should have asked uh, Muffins what he thought about the Eagles getting hurt all the time. All the time, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins has an undisclosed injury as of today. I don't know what that means, but. He'll be fine. Kittle has something. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Kalen Bellage, Miami running back. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not in Miami anymore. He just got traded to the Jets. No, actually, I read this. He found his physical, so he's back with Miami. (laughs) (laughs) The trade was canceled. Oh. Okay, so so what this says is, he failed his physical. He's probably going to get cut by the Dolphins, and then the Jets will probably sign him after he gets cut by the Dolphins. That's Which they should have just done it in the first place. Yeah, they should have. I mean, okay, well, if you're going to get anything for Kalen Bellage, think about it. We live in a world where a team cannot get anything back for Leonard Fournette, but the Jets were willing to pay something for Kalen Bellage. A fourth-round pick. A fourth-round pick? Yeah. And nobody's getting it. You can't. You can't give Leonard Fournette away for free and somehow a running back with a 1.9 yard per carry average is worth a fourth round. I'm glad he failed his physical. That's stupid. <laughs> I cannot believe that. That's Adam Gase for you. He's just the worst. Uh, who's the other guy? Oh, yeah. DeAndre Swift is a little hurt. Hamstring, right? Uh, yeah. Leg injury. Yeah, just said leg injury, I think. All right. I think that's all for injuries. Um, NFL notes, so far no big COVID news, and I think that's good news for week one. Yep. Hopefully games go. For those who don't know, September 10th, Thursday, September 10th is kickoff of the NFL. It's Kansas City and uh, Houston. Should be a very fun game. Yeah, I'm hoping Patrick Mahomes shows his true colors and throws for 112 yards and five picks. (laughs) But we all know that probably won't happen, so... Is that all we got? I think so.
You are listening to the All Band Captain's Log Episode 2, Week 1 Predictions and Season Forecasts. Damn it. You're listening to Episode 2 of All Band Captain's Log. Fuck. I'm glad I'm the only person that's going to hear all these recordings.